first lived in Latvia as a diplomat between 1996 and 1999, a few years after Latvia regained independence from the crumbling Soviet Union. I returned to live in Latvia in 2022. This podcast series is based on my observations and experience, with some history and comparisons with my home country of England on aspects of life in Latvia and things to see and experience. On George Armitstead. George Armitstead was an engineer, entrepreneur and the fourth mayor of Riga. He is fondly remembered in Latvia for turning the city into a modern European capital. The city flourished under his management. Many infrastructure, cultural and leisure projects were built during his time as mayor. He was also British. I want to share his interesting story with you. We will go on a hunt around Riga for memorials dedicated to him. We will visit Yaumoku, some 70 kilometres from Riga, and discover his connection to the palace he built in 1901. George Armitstead was born on the 27th October 1847 in Riga, then part of the Russian Empire, to John William Armitstead and his wife, Caroline Elizabeth. He was born into a Riga merchant family with Scottish and Baltic German ancestry. He studied engineering at Riga Technical University between 1864 and 1868 and then did further studies for the next year at Zurich Polytechnic University and Oxford University. Immediately after completing his academic studies, he worked as an engineer constructing various railway lines in Russia. When he returned to Latvia, he married Cecil Pichlau in 1874. He was a serial entrepreneur. He built and owned a brick factory, Ilvalgunda, was co-owner of the Riga Bone Mill Factory, organised agricultural and craft exhibitions in Riga, was the director of the Dinoburger to Vitbetsk railway line, and the director of the Baltic Pulp Factory in Sloka. In 1885, he built Yaumaku Manor. We will talk about this later. And in 1901, Armitstead built a hunting palace there, which served as the family's summer residence. On the 7th of May 1901, Riga City Council elected George Armitstead as mayor of Riga. In this position, he led the transformation of Riga from a provincial city into a modern metropolis. During his leadership, he built 16 new schools, three new hospitals, the Riga City Art Museum, a zoo, public libraries and tea houses, gave workers land for gardens for symbolic money, created a garden city and measure parks, and promoted industry and trade development. During the visit of the Russian Emperor Nicholas II to Riga in 1910, Armitstead was granted the title of a nobleman. 
Nicholas II also offered him the mayor of St. Petersburg position, but Armitstead refused. To put his work into perspective, let's run through a chronological list of the city projects that he led. In 1901, the first electric tram was operated in Riga and the Strelnieku Garden was reconstructed. In 1902, he started the construction of a second theatre in Riga, which is now the Latvian National Theatre, built three pavilions in the Alexander Market, now Vizimir Market, and founded the midwifery school of James Armitstead Hospital. In 1903, several buildings of the first Riga Hospital were built. In 1904, the building of the Central Post Office was put into operation. The Baltazira water pumping station was built, which supplied 700,000 inhabitants with high-quality drinking water. He built residential houses for workers in Bukulta Manor. A Riga ambulance station was opened in Yekaba Barracks, and a night shelter for homeless people was opened in the suburbs of Moscow. George Armitstead, along with his brother Edgar and mother Caroline, also donated a significant amount to constructing a bone tuberculosis hospital in Yurmala, which was never completed because of the First World War. In 1905, the Riga City Art Museum was opened, to which George Armistead personally donated 17 paintings from his private collection, and the Riga City Power Station in Andres Sala was commissioned. In 1906, water supply network was built in Sarkandalgova, In 1907, the administrative building of the first Riga hospital was opened. In 1908, the Peace Garden was opened. In 1909, a fire station building was opened on Hansa Iela, and modern cold storage was installed in the city's slaughterhouse. In 1910, a school construction programme was approved, a water tower was built, and land was allocated for forest graves. In 1911, the new garden city, Kesameja district, the modern-day measure parks, and Chiakur Kalna were connected to the water pipeline, and the construction of market pavilions at Arganskans began. Do listen to my podcast on food and drink for more about Arganskans. In 1912, he built several school buildings and founded Riga Zoo. In addition, many of Riga's fabulous Art Nouveau buildings were made during Armitstead's time as mayor, and he set the city's building regulations that stayed untouched until 1940. Phew, that is some list. I hope that modern-day mayors of Riga take inspiration from what was achieved around 120 years ago without modern construction equipment. In 1912, Armitstead fell seriously ill. On the 29th of October that year, the City Council awarded him the title of Honorary Citizen of Riga, but on 17th of November he died. He was 65 years old. 
the outstanding Latvian painter Wilhelms Pervitis was the first to speak at his grave, reminding mourners that Armistead left three unfinished works, the building of the art school, the building of the Latvian theatre and the Barclays de Tolly monument, which needed to be completed. George Armistead is still remembered today as one of the most prominent residents of Riga. On the 170th anniversary of his birth, Gunther Lausona, director of Yalmoku Palace, said he suited the requirements of Germans, Russians and that of us, the Latvians, who weren't represented at the Riga City Council at that time. Armistead was the first one to ask Latvians to cooperate at the council, and he was the one who saw the possibility of finding common ground for Riga's development in strengthening the nation. As a former diplomat myself, I understand the importance of using diplomacy to unite different people, people who spoke different languages in Riga at the turn of the 20th century, Russian, German and Latvian. Despite being a British citizen in a city occupied by Russia, Armitstead was highly respected by both Latvians, Russians and the business and land-owning Baltic Germans. He was fluent in all three languages and was well-connected within the three communities. What was life like in Riga in the 1900s? When a belated industrial era reached Russia, Riga became one of the Russian Empire's largest industrial cities. A property boom ensued, with new districts of large buildings. Hundreds of Art Nouveau apartment buildings were constructed. Riga's population grew from 170,000 people in 1881 to nearly 600,000 in 1913. This figure was more impressive in that era than it is today, as cities generally used to be smaller. I'm looking at a postcard picture of Riga in 1900. The old town skyline is similar to today's, with five to six storey buildings and familiar church spires. There are, however, many masted boats docked along the Daugava River immediately in front of the old town. And I don't see the traffic jams of cars, lorries and buses that one gets today. In fact, cars had only just started to be manufactured in the early 1900s. The picture is of a busy, commercially thriving city. As the centre of a major Baltic trading region, Riga attracted many people of other ethnicities. However, Latvians from villages in the countryside made up most of those who moved to Riga. Riga became the heart of the Latvian nation, undergoing a national awakening. Latvian speakers among the total population increased from 24% in 1867 to 45% in 1897. At the same time, German speakers declined from 43% to 22%. Despite all these changes, 
Riga lacked political importance. As the territory of Latvia was part of the Russian Empire, all the major decisions were made in St. Petersburg. Public signs in Riga were in Russian, Cyrillic script, rather than Latvian, the local common language, or German, the language of the resident elite. I wanted to find memorials to George Armitstead in Riga. A treasure hunt, and you can do the same if you live or visit Riga. Just follow my directions. The first monument to George Armitstead is easy to find. Head for the imposing opera house just on the outskirts of the old town. Walk a little bit towards the canal and there you'll find George Armistead standing there with hat, an umbrella, looking very dapper. His wife, Cecilia, with a parasol and also looking very nice. And a chow-chow dog in front of them. Very fitting memorial. It was unveiled in 2006 by Queen Elizabeth II on her state visit to Latvia. The next monument to George Armistead is his family house in the Old Town. I have the address, Maestro Iela 19. I thought it would be easy to find. <laughs> I had to quickly pop into the information point um, to ask, where exactly is Maestro Iela? And then I'd been walking along it um, in the wrong direction. I didn't somehow think that the house would be located close to the Daugava River, the very quiet side of the old town. But I found it. It's in tall building, one, two, three floors. Um, not fantastically imposing, not avant-garde either. Um, and the plaque on the outside says George Armitstead, 1847 to 1912, Lord Mayor of Riga City, from 1901 to 1912, has lived in this house of the Armistead family. Rather fitting, I think. I'm on the trail of the next memorial to George Armistead. I know it, the street is on, Strelnieko Iela, but I haven't yet found out exactly what number. And to get here from the old town, I walked along Elisabetta's Iela, full of very grand, five-storey high Art Nouveau buildings with very intricate artwork on them. Um, I used to live in one when I was a diplomat here in the 1990s. Um, and they were built as apartments for rich, the new rich who were around um, in George Armistead's time. Anyway, turning into Strelnieku Iela, I didn't have to go far. His bus stands out, a bronze bust raised above the ground in memory of George Armistead. And uh, it's in front of the Stockholm School of Economics in a beautiful cream-colored Art Nouveau building of Forstrel Nieku Iela. And he looks very grand here. The bust 
standing there. I've just taken the number 11T bus from the centre of town, the old town, uh, direction measure parks to Great Cemetery, Lilelia Capi. Um, and um, I'm looking for George Armitstead's grave. Now, firstly, the, the cemetery, it was formerly the principal cemetery of Riga, established in 1773. Catherine the Great, remember, Latvia was part of uh, Russia at that time, declared that all burials had to be outside of cities, not in churches or burial grounds, because of plague. And um, the principal cemetery, Great Cemetery, was founded in 1773. It was the main burial ground of the Baltic Germans in Latvia, 22 hectares in size. The Soviet authorities damaged or removed many headstones and it was no longer a burial site from 1957 but became, in due course because it was really run down, a public park. Despite this, many graves have survived. I'm going to try and find George Armitstead's headstone. My daughter Roxy said, no, you won't find it. I looked online. I couldn't see a map. I just knew it was somewhere in here. That was the only thing I could find apart from a photograph. But having just got off the bus, in front of me is uh, a map with all of the graves here. And number 64, Georges Armistead, George Armistead, 1847 to 1912. Number 64 to find. Shouldn't take too long. In appearance, there isn't anything great about this great cemetery anymore. It resembles a rundown forest park. Very few gravestones remain um, in what was once the major cemetery in Riga. But the birds are singing, traffic is behind, and I found the grave. George Armitstead. 1847 to 1912, Lord Mayor of Riga from 1901 to 1912, with a tombstone there inscribed Riga's Dorme 2001. We found it and pay our respects. I travelled to Yaumoku some 70 kilometres from Riga, just past Tukums, to learn more about George Armitstead's connection to the manor and palace. I spoke to Madara from Yaumoku Palace. I understand that George Armitstead bought Yaumoku Manor in 1895 and built the palace in 1901. Please tell me more about George Armitstead and his connection to Yao Moku. In 1885, uh, John William Armitstead, who was uh, George Armitstead's dad, uh, he bought the Yao Moku Manor with uh, the lands. Uh, but uh, some time later, during a thunderstorm, uh, the manor got struck by lightning and it uh, burned down. 
And uh, then uh, George Armstead became the owner of the palace and uh, he, together with uh, architect Wilhelm Boxlav, made a new project for building Jan uh, Moku Manor for his hunting purposes and to have a leisure place for his family and uh, friends. Great. And um, Mr. Armstead was mayor of Riga from 1901 to 1912. It's some 70 kilometers. I've just driven 70 <laughs> kilometers. How often did he live here? Do we know that he liked Yaomoku? Permanently, he lived in Riga in his apartment, uh, but uh, he came to the palace uh, to go hunt for hunting because he really liked uh, nature and to be also outside of Riga. And uh, he had his time here with family, business partners, uh, hunting partners. And uh, yes, because also the lands that uh, Jan Mok Palace also had uh, great hunting possibilities. So he really liked uh, Jan Mok Palace. We know that as mayor of Riga, uh, Mr. Armitstead saw over many improvements of uh, infrastructure and also in culture. He, he made Riga a, a thriving European city. From the records that we have in Yaomoku and elsewhere, what do we know about Mr. Armitstead as a person, sort of his interests, his motivations? We know that uh, he liked to work as an engineer and to de develop uh, different industries, uh, for example, railway building in uh, Latvia. And uh, also he was really interested in uh, uh, growth, welfare, amenities and possibilities. And uh, one interesting fact is that uh, he actually felt really safe in Riga, so he never used security or bodyguards. He liked to walk by foot from work to home. Uh, sometimes he took a tram, but uh, he felt uh, uh, really safe in Riga. And uh, we also know that he was a really hardworking person. Uh, he built schools, hospitals. Also, he made uh, the zoo in Riga and uh, built water towers and um, did many more things because, yes, during his uh, work and life, he did a lot of things uh, to Latvia, to Riga, and to also society together. In the podcast, I've used a modern term, a serial entrepreneur. I looked at how many companies he formed. Every year there was something new. And we're talking about 120 years ago when construction equipment and other things were very different. He died in 1912. What do we know about his wife and children? Did they stay in Latvia after he died? Do you know? Uh, after the death of George Armitstead, his relatives uh, mostly stayed in Riga uh, and uh, he had three children. Uh, but uh, when the First World War came, it came with uh, many changes. And uh, uh, during the war, George's uh, oldest daughters, uh, Lucy Ellen's sons, Gunther and Eric, uh, died. And uh, George's son, got arrested and uh, shot later in uh, Bitternieko forest during the war. And uh, we know that his daughter, Edith, uh, she drove to England. And uh, now most of the George relatives uh, live in Canada, England and Germany. But uh, sometimes they come to visit us uh, to mm. come, uh, 
the Yaunmo Palace. But uh, yes, mostly uh, everybody is all around the world. Yes, I might be grandchildren, of course, or great-grandchildren yeah. of George Armitstead, who are now alive. We're in this beautiful room that you described to me as his study, George Armitstead's study, yeah. with um, a desk here, a um, lovely wooden desk with writing instruments, feather um, to, to write with, a quill. Yamoku has been used, as you explained when we walked in, for many different um, purposes um, during the last century after George Armitstead's time. Um, we're in this room. What, what other items remain at the palace um, from George Armitstead's residency The visitors coming here can see? What can they experience if they come to Yamoku? Uh, yes, in the uh, palace's hall, we have a uh, renovated wardrobe, which is one of the oldest objects uh, of the palace. And we think that it's from the time when George and his family lived here, but uh, we are not uh, quite sure. Um, also, in the tea salon, we have uh, Art Nouveau-styled furniture, which we know that it's from the time when Armistead uh, lived here, uh, considering the fact that uh, George sold the palace and he took all of his personal belongings with him when he moved back to Riga. Uh, but but uh, some of his relatives were really nice and they gifted uh, some of his personal items to our museum. Uh, for example, in the last salon, which is dedicated for George's memory, uh, we have, uh, for example, his traveling suitcase, uh, green sofa, uh, blue pillow, which are like connected with his uh, life. So these are the objects you can uh, see here from from his life. I understand there's a, a beautiful um, tile stove um, that was a gift from Riga. Yes. Um, on the anniversary which number it would have been anniversary. Yes, 700, 700th uh, anniversary yes. of Riga um, that is still here and um, which has many many um, tiles with different pictures of both Riga and Yumala on it as well. Um, is, is that still intact? Is that still something that people can see? Yes and uh, the stove is one of uh, the main objects that we have in the palace and also when you enter the palace you can uh, see the stove it's located in uh, the first room. The, uh, also the stove uh, got uh, destroyed and it was reno renovated, but uh, mostly it's the same as it uh, was in the time when it was bought uh, to the palace. Yes, people really enjoy uh, to see it. Uh, and uh, yes, they come experience, uh, meaning uh, items from his past and also this store has uh, connections with Riga and uh, you can see how Riga uh, was in that time and also you can see some interesting historical facts for example how people used to go at the beach that uh, men and women had uh, different times they could actually spend on the beach and how they went swimming not mm -hmm. like we are used to do it now but they went inside the water with horse carriages and they just worked themselves that way. Mm -hmm. So many interesting facts also revealed in, in the stove. Mm. Thank you very much indeed. Thank you. As we walked around the palace, Madhara 
dressed in a traditional dress and hat from the early 1900s, told me some interesting facts that I would like to share with you. Firstly, George Armitstead liked to serve frogs at dinner when they had guests. I'm not sure if that was to test their reaction, but Madara told me that at that time frogs were put in milk to keep it fresh. Secondly, George's wife Cecile was in fact his niece. Madara explained that this was quite normal among the aristocracy at that time. Thirdly, that the chow dog that is part of the monument in Riga was not George Armitstead's. Although he liked dogs, especially hunting dogs, the chow immortalised in the monument belonged to the sculptor. I think that is called artistic licence. I highly recommend a visit to Yaumoku. If you see someone claiming to be George Armitstead's granddaughter, it is probably Madara. Yaumoku's website gives us more of the history of the manor and palace. The name Neumokken in German, Yaumoku in Latvian, was first mentioned in documents as early as 1544. Yaumoku Palace where neo-Gothic blends with Art Nouveau, has a special place among the masterpieces of Latvian architecture. The palace was built in 1901 according to the design of the architect Wilhelm Boxtlaff as the hunting and recreation lodge for the mayor of Riga, George Armitstead. George Armitstead managed Yamoku Palace until 1904. After his father's death, he took over Rinzilla Manor, so Yamoku Manor was sold to the Brinkens family. From 1910 to 1918, the manor belonged to the von Ungern Sternberg family, and in 1918 the manor was acquired by the family of Wilhelm Freyman, a German agriculturist. In 1920, shortly before the agrarian reform, Yamoku was divided. In 1929, the centre of the manor was sold to the Health Insurance Fund of Riga City Municipality, which established the children's sanatorium. During World War II, the palace was used by both the Soviet and German armies. At the beginning of the war, the palace housed a school for Soviet army sergeants, and in later years, a German radio station and a military hospital. In the post-war years, the palace was used as offices of various institutions, apartments for workers, as well as a local club and a grocery store. None of these managers repaired the building, so the palace, which had already partially collapsed in 1974, came under the control of the Ministry of Forestry and Forest Industry of the Latvian Soviet Socialist Republic. Restoration of the palace began, which lasted more than 20 years. After 1992, the palace was managed by the State Hunting Administration, but since 2000, the state joint stock company Latvia State Forests. I was interested to learn what happened to the Armitstead family after George died in 1912. Europe, and especially Latvia, 
changed dramatically with the First World War, the Russian Revolution, the Latvian agrarian law reform in 1920 that transferred land from Baltic German families to Latvian farmers, authoritarian rule in Latvia from 1934 to 1940 under Carlis Ulmanis, and then the Second World War. These were probably very difficult times for a privileged British family with Baltic German hereditary. I spent some hours searching genealogy sites online and reading a book on George Armitstead. George's wife Cecile died in Germany in 1940, aged 86. Their eldest daughter, Lucy Ellen, married Hermann von Bertitscher, and their children were Margot, Gunther, Erich and Erika. Gunther and Erich were killed in the First World War. Their daughter Lucy Ellen Armistead died in 1969, aged 93, but I do not know where she died. George and Cecilia's son John Cecil married Helga Lorenz and they had two children, George Ivar and Garda. John Cecil was murdered in 1919 by the Bolsheviks because he was the son of a former mayor. The descendants of John Cecil Armistead live in Germany. George and Cecil's youngest daughter, Edith Margaret, married her father's cousin, Henry Armistead. They had two children, Maud and Alfred. The family managed to move to London during the First World War. Edith Margaret Armistead died in England in 1973, aged 91. In the book George Armistead, Honorary Citizen of Riga, published by Jan Moku Palace and Yumava Publishing House, it says, The Englishman George Armistead served Riga and the people of Riga in the role of mayor for 11 years, 6 months and 10 days. Surveying his accomplishments in the city during this period, we have to agree with his contemporaries. In all these years, he was a real caretaker, the best that Riga has ever had. In conclusion, although George Armistead had a privileged life as an aristocrat, he used that power and money well. He put Riga on a European path of prosperity, of course not knowing that many turbulent years would come. He used diplomacy and emotional intelligence to help those less well-off in society, Latvians. In my view, a hero. <laughs>